advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. You got have the royal stamp on them. That's impressive. Do they? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Where on the like, back? on this. Oh, it just says Cadbury, right? No, it says by appointment to HM the Queen, cocoa and chocolate manufacturers. Oh, on the package itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so we got snacks. We do. And Fucking. they came. They came from Emily Martin, um, and she. Sent us a note along with a big uh, box full of British snacks. A fucking crazy box, actually. Crazy box full of it's snacks. Like We've had hun- some of them. That's what we got in trouble for last episode because me and Brad were hungry and we were crackling. Eating snacks. So, um, eating snacks. Here's, here's the note. Dearest gentlemen, this is just a little token of appreciation. I discovered you a few months ago and I have now binged every episode. I was going through a tough time, and your humor and insight helped me a lot while teaching me so much about things I'd never heard of or found interesting. Thanks to you, I have reignited my addiction to El Yucateco hot sauce, which I hadn't had since I lived in Arizona. And let me tell you, that shit isn't easy to get here. (laughs) Yours, Emily Martin. That's a man. I'm an essential man yeah. voice. I'm gonna put some music behind that shit for sure. It should be like a Civil War fife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can jerk off the fife. I can yeah. pull it off. Who can't? <laughs> Who can't? Can yeah, yeah, I got a sexy. Instrument. I got a five five sack. It's a sexy instrument. Yeah. yeah. So I do have the, one the, problem. It's with called that the fife finger shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one problem with the note though. Okay. And I don't know if it was intended. But in the note, very nice, very loving letter. And the note goes on. It explains, yeah, that wasn't the whole note. Yeah. It explains the, the different the treats that were given to us. She very thoughtfully gave me vegan treats um, mm-hmm. that are delicious, um, including the, the ginger nuts. Those yeah. are good. They're good. Yeah. She said that they were for me because of well, that ginger nuts. Yeah, that's oh, kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty clever. She found an orange. Ginger nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are tasty. So she Let's said, go there. while teaching me so much about things I'd never heard of or found interesting. Mm-hmm. What about it? Some things she never heard of, some things she didn't find interesting. I don't know what's wrong. You know, there's just like a little backhanded fuck you in there. Why is that? I think so. I think didn't really find it that interesting. No, before. Mm, really, though? It's all in the pause. She didn't mm. find it interesting before. And then she listened to it about it and again. And now it's interesting. And yeah. I was like, wow, they made interesting. Things that she didn't I'm gonna, previously find I'm going to rewind the scene. Same thing with El Yucateco. She was uh, like, eh. And then once we started, yeah. she heard us 
using well, here, here's, here's what taints the phrase. I'm going to rewind the scene by about two hours. Tainted it. It really, yeah, it really gooches the it paragraph. Really gooches, gooches the paragraph. Yeah. So I'm going to rewind by about two hours when we were debating which yeah. of the two topics we should start with. Right. And I jokingly looked at, at Brad and said, I don't know, which one did you find interesting? And your response was, Neither. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if you didn't find them interesting, I suspect neither did, did Emily. And it was just a very polite British way to work that in. Yeah. Well, she's from Arizona. Is she British or is she from Arizona? I think she's British, went to Arizona and is uh, back. Yeah. She spells, like, she spells uh, favorites with a U. So oh, favorites. Yeah. Oh, so she was blending in with the horses in Arizona. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly fucking, right. Yeah. Yeah. Ran all the way back to New York to fly back over to yeah. Europea. But in all, all right. in all uh, honesty, we do appreciate it. It's a magnificent uh, box. Yeah. Of She's John. a techo hipster. I mean, she had to I'm make in, sure uh, that, that she liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. She liked it yeah. before. It was cool. Right. I yeah. got the, she got me the, the dairy milk, Cadbury dairy milk. And it's not, the caramellos just aren't the same here. Like the dairy milks, right? Are, are you gonna dig some, in on this dog food I got over here? F- ah, so we got we got some cashews. I don't like cashews to begin with. Oh, what? Really? No. Yeah. Oh wow. I you really have to try like, them. I don't. Oh, that's not there? what they're called. No, not, those, those are, are Brazilian. Nuts. Those are Brazilian. Yeah. Nuts. yeah. So now you didn't even have a shield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that's the only disappointing yeah. part. It's, it's not that he used that phrase; it's that he got the wrong nut. <laughs> So <laughs> these are uh, what are the other banana nuts? What are the other? What other Brazilian nuts? Oh, Brazilian, Brazilian. Nuts. Nuts. There's a Brazilian so, of them. So oh, fuck, I'm showing it on the live. My bad. Video. We got marmite, marmite, ca- oven baked cashews. But which sounds great, honestly, because I kind of no. well, I like marmite no. peanut butter. No. Marmite's gross. It smells like dog food. It smells like canned dog food. Uh-huh. Dave can't have it because there's it's, milk in here it somehow. It really does not Why smell Why is there good. milk? I don't think Marmite has milk. A lot yeah, of chips, might be made a lot of chip coatings use milk. They use like a, stick. a milk powder. It could be a whey, like a whey Probably. binder or something. Charlie whey. Well, I'm going to eat it. That's well, for ahead. sure. We're doing that. Come on, Brad. No. Really? I don't like cashews. That's what makes it good entertainment. You don't like cashews. You probably don't like Marmite. You're definitely not going to like this. I don't like Marmite. We've already had it before. So let's do it. Maybe it's the perfect uh, admixture of flavors to suddenly be good. It smells terrible, though. It's like a negative times a negative. It's already coming up in my throat. Negative. Oh, that's a big one. Hold on. That's what she said on both those statements. (laughs) Oh, my God. Get the bag away. I know. She said that, too. And you think I'm I'm not overreacting either. This is is bad. Brent even said it's bad. He likes cashews. Go for it. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you know what it tastes like? Mm. I mean, the texture. Ugh. It's kind of like stale cashews for some reason. Brad looks like he's singing an R&B song. <laughs> it tastes like dog jerky. It tastes like, hey, you, like you ate some jerky. You're like, wait a minute. Did I grab the wrong bag? Like, oh. I got this at Walmart on the end cap. It could be for dogs. Did I get the pet jerky? That's what it tastes like. Pet jerky. Oh, that's not good. Oh, those are bad. That being said, though, these cookies, (laughs) those those ginger things were great. And so is what the hobnobs or whatever. I'm going to beat a bench press record tomorrow morning. Hobnobs and the frazzles. Yeah. Oh, the frazzles Frazzles are are great. Frazzles, crispy bacon flavored snacks. They taste like fake bacon bits is what they taste like, but. They taste like better. These are better uh, pork rinds. Yeah. Invite, no pork rind taste. I invite any of you who have access to the live feed to rewind it at some point and watch Brad sing oh. R&B 
Just put on an R&B song while he's making that face and you'll, <laughs> you'll appreciate it. Oof, that's it's, bad. Speaking of patrons, uh, we mentioned it last episode, but we're, we kind of are uh, mixing things up. We're, we're going to be changing some of the, the patron structure uh, soon. And uh, we've uh, our original intention was to always have the live feed go to the patrons and to always have the bonus episodes be a, a thing just for the patrons. But we ended up falling out of the habit of doing that. So for a long time, it's just been open to everyone. And we've gone back to making it patrons. So if you want the bonus episodes, we're doing one every single week now, um, but they're only available um, if you're a $1 patron, you get the bonus episodes. Um, so so if you like that part of it, if you, if you think the Dirty 30 at the beginning of the episode is the best part and you like it when we just kind of shoot the shit and uh, philosophize, then by all means, uh, go in, just do $1. Um, if you're going to do one, you could do five, but I'm not saying, I'm just saying, but um, only a dollar, you get the bonus episode and then the different tiers will get you more stuff like the live broadcast, early episodes, all that stuff. But if you, if you're missing the bonus, um, throw a dollar into Patreon and you'll get the bonus episodes um, and you'll get them on Sunday night. Correct. That's yeah. Four, four extra episodes. Yeah. yeah. It's four extra episodes per month. So, um, or more for only a dollar. That's 25 cents an episode. Three, and five and episodes. a shout out when we get caught up, when yeah, we get when caught, we get up, caught we'll up, we'll say some shit about out, you. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, we're redoing the patronage and we, we hope to, to see you there. Man, um, that chocolate's good. I'm fucking it up right now. Yeah, stuff I'm good. snacking. The, the dairy milk, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different. It's like, it's reminiscent is of there, the Cadbury is there here. caramel in there or something? It's caramel. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like a caramello, yeah. but the caramel's different. It's better caramel. Right, and like right. the chocolate, it's just it's a, a different, different flavor. Yeah. It's just it's a different, different palette. It's just different better. Flavor, yeah. yeah. I don't generally do sweets, but... When I eat sweets, I'm like, oh, why don't I eat sweets? Yeah, I don't good? eat a lot of sweets either. Yeah, and then the other—that's why I don't eat cashews. The other thing is uh, on the Podbelly Network, um, we have My Age Podcast, among other podcasts. And just a second shout out for this week, since the episode just dropped last week, um, I did a long form interview on My Age Podcast. Um, so if you want to listen to a two hour talk of my childhood through adulthood. Um, go to my age and download the Dave motherfucking Moten episode and you will uh, be able to get it. You can find them all on the Podbelly network as well as educational content on how to podcast, et cetera. Um, but you can also get it in whatever app you use. Just use my age as one word and you will find it and listen to uh, a good conversation. Apparently um, Joel's scared of me like the Australians were of the war. <laughs> he wants you on the show bad. He wants both of you guys on the show. It was fun. It was really good to do. Really I just don't do. know that many songs. I can't. My memory's so poor that I'm afraid that oh, I'm you'll come up fail with hard. Songs. Mm. You fucking write them down. True. Now know. that I know, yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, he and he tells you specifically, like, you know, one song is from your childhood that your parents used to listen to, and what was the first album yeah. that you bought as a kid, and what was oh, you mean, let's you get know, physical. What yeah. did you listen to? Yeah, nice. <laughs> you <laughs> know, at this age of your life, what did you listen to during your rebellious Jukebox phase? Hero? What do you listen to? You know, so the different the different songs that informed your personality and then he weaves a bunch of questions about it a jukebox hero for some reason that is like that is from my childhood we're yeah. doing we're doing I it think, now. yeah doing this. i think and yeah, i think also, mine's gonna be interesting too because there's he, a lot of things that that i don't talk about that um like my grandmother driving me to school and stuff the music she listened to right, you right, know what i mean right. like there's oh, a reason mean, why i know every mean, old country song mean kenny like, rogers the gambler that's what was in the eight track in my grandma's Cadillac was yeah. fucking Kenny Rogers. Yeah. I had, there was some eight track Christian music like that fucking was weird. And then, but yeah, yeah. Country. I, I know every old country song, like country right, Western. Right. The yeah, old school fucking stuff. weird shit. Yeah. And, and he made the offer. He said, you know, the, the, like if there's a, 
if we get onto a subject that you're unhappy with, if we talk about something that you think is too personal, like just tell me, we'll cut it, like we'll edit it, we'll get rid of whatever parts you didn't like, you know, I'll clean it up, I'll I'll do whatever. And I was and I told him, I was like, Nope, whatever the fuck, like whatever yeah. I say, I said. Like if I fucking, You already talked about your cousin that right, you didn't exactly, know offering exactly, you a blowjob. Exactly. Yeah. We go commando but, here, yeah. But if they're like if you if you go down some conversational cul-de-sac into some shit that gets too real and you're like, mm-hmm. like if that's a, a limiting factor for you because you don't want to talk about some shit even if you do you yeah. and him are going to be the only ones who ever hear it and he'll delete it but you guys should do it it's, it's a good time i'm starting a new podcast called commando that's just it's commando. you don't you don't, yeah, you don't you don't get shit it's fucking what about frankincense and myrrh that's another one yeah we've got multiples we're here we're sitting here yeah, yeah. right me and you do commando all of us doing frankincense and myrrh yeah right. why well, is me and you sad it's, it's just we say whatever the fuck we crackle oh. we crackle we oh we, can, oh, yeah, we, we sip yeah, yeah, we don't have to have this sipping. fuck over here. Fucking <laughs> like oh, Nazi yeah. over here. God, <laughs> Grandpa Nazi. Grandpa Nazi. <laughs> Jeez, stipler. Well, I was, I was listening. Pretty much has, has us in a podcast internment camp. Yeah. I was listening to one of our old episodes a couple of weeks ago when I was taking Vaughn for a walk. Um, and we reached a point where brent was eating something and i immediately fucking turned it off and deleted it from my phone you deleted it <laughs> yeah he threw like, his phone no, it was, was a brand like, new remo- iphone like remove remove that like it was so annoying and distracting wow. i was like and then it made me think oh fuck are other people as annoyed by this as i was because if so there's, we can't be doing that there's shit. probably a couple weirdos yeah. out there i'm sure there's yeah. a couple of them yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so any other dirty 30 or should we get into the topic no, we're at 13. We should go. Yeah. Go. So, go. okay. So this topic, uh, if you're new to the show, um, this is a, a longstanding joke, um, that a Australia, this isn't a joke. Australia doesn't exist. That's um, true. So th- this, you know, what we're going to talk it's about the- is the, the official narrative Mm-hmm. that the would-be Australians tell you, you what think. they want you to think. Exactly. This is what they want. But, you. This is what they've told you to think. But several times, uh, Brad has on the show mentioned the fact that the Australians didn't do anything in World War II. And uh, most people laughed at it. I'm sure some people got butthurt about it. But um, again, both of the topics. Oh, there for, were messages. Yeah. 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 Both of the topics for this week uh, were pulled from the Sophie King uh, podcast, Unofficial SK fan group on Facebook. If you're not a member, you should join because it's awesome. Um, but there's a pin post at the top where people vote for topics. And one of them was Australia and world war two. And I was like, fuck it. Let's pull the trigger on that one. Cause I'm kind of curious too. I've never heard anything about Australia and world war two. Plus I'm tired oh, of all, got, the, all yeah. the, all the messages. My grandpa died. Yeah. Did you do the koalas burned <laughs> we up? Sent, we sent 40,000 of them. Mm. We sent 40,000 troops and 39,000 died. I was like, you guys suck. <laughs> Yeah. If that's the case, so, I mean, Jesus Christ. But once I really like, even before I started researching it, when I started thinking about it, I was like, wow, they're kind of in a really interesting position because they're going to join the war to support England mm-hmm. because they're an offshoot of England. They're part yeah, of, the, they were taken over. Right, they couldn't right. come up with their own flag. Yeah. So they're, so I'm thinking they're going to be it's almost like the sending, Dixie flag mixed with the British flag. Kinda, yeah. I'm like, they're going to be sending their troops and their food and their resources to England because they're getting the fucking shit kicked out of them by by the Nazis. But then I started thinking, but they're in the Pacific. 
Like they're going to be looking over their shoulder at the at the Japanese, Japanese and the Nipponese army just sweeping through the Pacific and conquering everything. And I was like, huh. And then it suddenly got interesting to me. And I was very curious about what exactly they yeah. did during the war. And I, I was curious I what was you already knew because you're such a, a World War II buff. I knew I knew very little. Not much. That's because I didn't know anything didn't at all. Much. It's because there's very little to know. Exactly. Right, right. 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 How is a fake country going to join a fake war? That's true. I mean, they're yeah. shaped like Scooby-Doo. It's hard to take them seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't make that shit up. Like, right, it looks yeah. like Scooby-Doo. So, yeah. on September 3rd, 1939, um, Prime Minister Robert Gordon Menzies um, gave a famous speech, um, famous in Aust- Australia anyway. It's 13 minutes long. I'll put a video, a YouTube in the in the show notes. And it's a weird thing because he doesn't sound Australian at all. He sounds like half British and half Thurston Howell III, like there's no Australian accent. Exactly. No, Puppet politician. It's very... It's because that like, accent has been made up. I mean, the Crocodile Dundees and the, and the Steve Irwin. And like, I, I was... Because once... like Great took, actors. I was about four or five minutes into it and I was like, wait a minute, where's the Australian accent? And you could barely hear this little bit. So I don't know if there's like a different class... Like if there's a, like, I'm sure there's different accents, you know, when you're like a shit Australian, you just have like the cunt and the, well, but I know like in England, they straight up say there's different classes, like different classes, even within a region, the upper class all has this upper class accent, you know? (laughs) And I was wondering, is that since it's an offshoot of Britain, is it a similar thing? Maybe the guy's straight up British. I didn't fucking research this guy. He could be British and living there and, and, you know, I mean, the uh, toilet's allegedly flush backwards. I'll tell you one thing. He's not Australian. Right. Yeah. Because there aren't any. He's a crisis actor. He's a fucking yeah. crisis actor. He's a 1939 actor. crisis actor. Starts yeah. here. Exactly. That's where <laughs> they live. to 9-11. When we're not having a false flag event, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's where they're at. Yeah, yeah. that's where they live. Yeah. yeah. Um, All crisis actors live in Australia, yeah. supposedly. Um, but yeah, he gave, he gave the speech, really good speech talking about all the shit that like, basically the speech is a little bit different than the, the, like, you know, you hear these like emboldened speeches from Churchill and you hear the, the speech that's given after Pearl Harbor in America and you hear all this stuff and it's just like patriotic rah, 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 let's go get them. And this speech has a decidedly different tone to it because it's kind of like, okay, look guys, (laughs) I just declared war and I know you're thinking, we're not even over there. Like the whole speech is like, well, give me a minute. Let me explain this. Like this is this Hitler guy. This is what he's doing. Check it out. Yo. He's like, check it out. Like, don't just say no. Like the whole thing is him really going into Hitler's background. This is what he did in Poland. He's fucking over England. He's a threat to the world. Like, well, they're just, highly unprepared. Like they have yeah, old yeah, weapons yeah. from world war one. Yeah, the, the, s- the speech isn't like bang the drum. Like you don't end the speech whooped up. You end the speech going, uh, yeah, I guess. Right. I guess <laughs> that kind of, maybe we, should do this. That does make sound sense. You know, it's like it was just a different kind of speech. Because like they're in a position that yeah. they have no choice. Right. He's appealing to a. But again, they do have a choice. That was the other thing that was interesting. Is because a lot. I don't know what you want to call it. What was their standing army? Three thousand or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But what like a territory or whatever they are of the British Empire. Like they didn't have to declare war. It was still their decision. Like there's the Queen couldn't say you have to declare war because you're Australia. Yeah. Like it was up to them whether or not they were going to declare war. And as soon as England got into the war, they doubled down and said, We're we're with you right now today. Like you're going to war with Germany, we're going to war with Germany. Because from a political stance, they need protection as well. Right. That's, that's true. You know, and it's like a favor for the mob. Yep. You know, like I got yep. your back. However, didn't quite work out no. that way. No. Churchill really fucked him in the ass, but we'll, we'll get there. So they're one of the first nations to declare war on Germany. Um, 
And by the end of the war, um, 993,000 Australians served in the war. Uh, 27,000 were killed in action. Um, 23,000 were wounded. 30,000 were taken as prisoner. And 8,000 of those prisoners died in captivity. So, um, and I'm looking at those numbers and I was like, okay, I don't really know what all that means. But that was one seventh of the population. Yeah. Like that's no fucking said joke. Nine hundred and thirty, nine hundred ninety three thousand. So almost like a, a million, million people. Yeah. So that was that was one seventh of the population of Australia at the time was involved in the war effort, mm-hmm. which is the boomerangs. You know, actually. Not even just involved in the war effort because I'm sure everybody was growing crops and you know like all, all yeah, of it was the war effort. Shit. Like yeah. that's what I mean. Even yeah. in America, the entire nation was the war effort, but you know a seventh of Australia was in the armed forces engaged in the war in some like more yeah. material. A capacity. lot of people are confused and they think that the boomerang isn't like an Aboriginal hunting like tool, but it actually is like a token of remembrance because um, when you throw it, it always comes back unlike their troops. So Brad wrote that one before the show. Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah, no. So I also saw a world war two statistic. <laughs> Don't kill I'd, me. I'd never seen this stat before and I didn't know if I was impressed by this or not impressed by this. Four percent of the world's population were directly killed because of World War II. That's that's a big a ass number, but it doesn't doesn't sound super impressive. Like it's not half the world died, but four percent. Yeah, a but when you're thinking billions, you know what I mean, right? Because the other percentage is probably like women and children, or trillions, that most true, of that's involved, true. or that's someone true. like in a jungle or some shit right. that had no part in it. And you get like you know, India. And China, and I mean, China did get fucked up by the Japanese, but I mean, you have those massive population centers that weren't necessarily pulled into the war. Japan is so gangster, man. They're like, they're landmass. Like, you're like, how is this (laughs) little fucking place fucking everybody up? Like, they're going to take Australia out. They're fucking ruthless, man. That was, I mean, to me, that was one of the interesting things about World War II was the Germans and the Japanese, like, they... They just got the drop on the world. They had the, like, all of technology exploded at such a rapid pace, and they were the ones who did the war technology right and first. They yeah. were like, oh, you invented this thing? I bet we could put a gun on it. Yeah. Oh, you invented that thing? I bet we could fucking drop some bombs out of it. Oh, you invented yeah. this thing? I bet we could do this. with." Like, their war machines were, uh, like, no one could they stand up grudge. to They held a That's what was up. They're like, oh, World yeah, War One. Like, true. we didn't forget. And they just fucking kept developing shit. But not like, Japan. Not Japan wasn't, right. in, I mean, that wasn't their well, thing. Germany, though. They just wanted to conquer, right. you know? Yeah. And that was, like, long before Germany was doing its shit, Japan was just slaughtering China and taking, like, Those island after. It's because they got cabin fever. They're like, fuck, it's crammed over here. Yeah. Like, there's not enough. Yeah, we need to move. Land. Right. Some land mass. area. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the tech was there and that's, that's what they ended up using. So, so the, they end up joining the war and they sent troops to, to every theater of war that there was. They fought in Europe. They fought in the Mediterranean in Italy. They fought in North Africa in all the, the tank wars. You know, when you hear about like Rommel and Patton and, you know, Montgomery and all that stuff and all the tank battles that were happening, that entire thing was just for gas. Right. Like that was just controlling yeah. the flow of gasoline for the war. Cause that's where it came from. It's important. Yeah. Crucial, you know, 
Um, but they were there, like the Battle of El Alamein. They were watching the, the biggest, yeah, one of the biggest uh, turning points in the in the war against Rommel, the Desert Fox. Like they were there in that battle. It was watching. just the Brits and the Aust- and the Australians. They were watching. Um, it's like a rally car race. The people on the side. <laughs> hey, fuck! Here comes the rally car. I think that, was, that was Germans' first land loss was Australia's participation in that and in, in whatever the, the battle was in Africa. Yeah. 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 Um, the so. And then as this is going on, of course, eventually, as the Japanese finally get into the war and bomb America, they also start turning their sights on Australia. And they're like, well, fuck, all of our troops are over there now. What are we supposed to do? And the whole thing gets kind of messy. So the backdrop is um, just like everybody else, Australia is suffering from the Great Depression. Um, There's no money. There's no jobs, et cetera. Um, They don't. You know, they're watching what Hitler's doing and they don't want to get involved just like America, just like everybody else yeah. does. But again, they have that connection, which hey, that's that's another thing that I really wonder how much of it was. This is the right thing to do because we in Britain are one and how much of it was. We better have their back because we don't have shit. And if the Japanese are looking come at us, fuck us up. Yeah. like we need the British technology, we yeah. need British soldiers, like we need like, so I don't know. I don't know how much of it was altruism and how much of it was desperation and fear. Against I mean, yeah, the, when the you Japanese look at, when doing. you look at fucking Japan and fucking them going over to China, you know what I mean? And doing what they did to China, China is mm-hmm. what? 50 times the oh, size God, of, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? A hundred yeah, yeah, times yeah. the, the mass of, uh-huh. of fucking, you know, Japan. And they were just fucking them up. You know, what are they going to do to Australia? Right. You know what I mean? Like they, they would go in and they would fuck Australia because they're ruthless. Right. They were fucking ruthless motherfuckers. And so the British basically tell the Australians and by the British, I'm, I'm guessing a war council or Churchill himself or someone, but they say, look, we have an alliance with Japan we're like you, we are the same as you, even if they attack somebody else, even if they keep attacking, we're not at war with Japan. We're not going to yeah. be at war with Japan. So you're not going to be at war with Japan. So send your troops over here, help us defend ourselves against Hitler. You have nothing to worry and about. And they thought they had that on lock right there. Right. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they weren't going to happen anyway because right. they had it held down. Right. So based on that, Australia's like, good eye. All right. right. And they send their troops over and yeah. it's not really something that they're worried about. But then they get a little whooped up, the Japanese do. But yeah, at the time, there were 3,000 <laughs> professional soldiers there was 3000 um, yeah there was a voluntary militia um which could only legally serve in defense of australia and the and best those aren't trained soldiers those are guys that are just like okay if shit goes Farmers, down yeah, i'll help with a gun right yeah. yeah and the best anyone had which again this is this is the reason that germany and japan were such a threat the best anyone in australia had was weapons from world war one and your immediate reaction is, well, then they were fucked. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, but that was what Mose and the Gans. That's shit, what everybody right? had. Yeah. That's what the British had. That's yeah. what the Spanish had. That's what the French had. Yeah. That's what everybody but Germany and Which Japan blows your mind had. that Germany doesn't win because those motherfuckers had crazy shit. Maybe spaceships, maybe fucking the bell, the well, Glock. Just, maybe they they're on the other side of the moon. They just did everything they shouldn't yeah. have done. They were too small. Yeah. Like they, they, they went, they went the, too wide. They yeah. needed to just stop. At some right. point, they needed to stop and be like, we're cool. We're good with what we got. Yeah. And then build up again. Build up and go. Again, yeah. yeah, yeah, but they yeah. didn't do. They just they 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 needed to never attack Russia. Is what right. it comes down yeah, to. They That's, needed a wait. That yeah. was the end. You know, um, the so they ended up promising twenty thousand soldiers for the British war effort, um, and 
they got it relatively quickly, but there were low wages. Like everybody was looking at the air force, the, like the, the Navy and the air force in Australia, everybody got paid a lot more money because they were specialists. But as a soldier, you didn't get paid shit. So everybody's like, I'm not getting paid any money. I'm going yeah. over to fight a war that does, isn't even anywhere near my shores. Yeah. Was, I'm probably going to die. Yeah. It was really hard to get them, but they, they got those troops and then it took them, um, three more months. It took him three weeks to gather 20,000 men in the first world war. And it took him three months to gather 20,000 men once they declared war on world war two. Yeah. So world war one, which again, they weren't there. It was farther away, but they were like, you need men. We got it. But on this one, they were like, mm. yeah, the incentive of like patriotism. Well, you already like, remember what happens, you know? Right. Yeah. And I never read anything about a draft. I don't think they ever instituted a draft. I think it was always a voluntary basis in Australia. I might be wrong about that, but I never saw anything about a draft. It was a didgeridoo. Do you want to go or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that's> exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Um, so some people they, just weren't qualified though. So they couldn't go. No, too much. No. Qualified. No, uh, you didn't get it. Oh. You didn't sell it. Oh, I didn't hear it. I just no, heard qualified. I didn't it's because yeah. it was so damn smooth. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, so as with, you know, uh, Again, there's a lot of parallels to what's happening in Australia with what was happening in America, unlike the rest of Europe or, you know, any place else that was involved in the war, because it was like, oh, well, our society is going to completely change and gear for war. But we're kind of not really in a war. Like we're not getting shot at. We're yeah. not. Our cities aren't getting destroyed. Like, right. you know, we had the luxury in America of being like, damn, that's fucked up what they're doing to France. But everything's cool in Rogers City. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's you know, the American not, normalcy bias. Like, you're just not yeah, used to right. not. There's not bombs on your street. Right. Where your kids are walking. And yeah, for the know. most part, yeah. same thing with Australia. They were more worried about invasion from Japan right. than yeah. we are. But for the most part, they weren't a war. They weren't. They weren't a war ravaged country. Right. Yeah, and I wonder what we would look like if war actually hit our shores. Like, I wonder. Completely different. It would yeah, yeah. It would, yeah, it would be fucking crazy because yeah. so many people have guns here, mm -hmm. and that's why. I mean, that's why they said they 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 won't take America because of you know what I mean. It's like walking into another army, like right, you know, right. The, which it the kind of is because militias yeah, would be just, oh fuck yeah, yeah people yeah. would get together and it would be right. crazy, like right. Yeah, I would just it, that'd be that'd be so weird. You know? I thought about it a lot. I was like, God, what if it did come? Like someone knocks at your door, like fucking the Japanese officers are at your door. Or here come the tanks and there's yeah. planes and bombs and shit. You like, know? like, do you just go, okay, well, I don't want my kids to die right now. Or you're like, nope, like, this yeah. is it. Right. It takes all of us to do this. I know I'm going to die, but I'm taking five of these dudes yeah. out when I right. go. Well, you're dying anyway. If they're going right. to kill yeah, you yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. you fucking. You, and you now it's a bang. you know now it's different than it would have been even in world war two because yeah, the sure. technology of whatever invading army yeah. would be so it's like yeah you wouldn't be shooting at anybody your fucking house oh these drone. guys are causing tr trouble fucking drone strike yeah. Yeah. fucking helicopter flies over and just annihilates you and you're shooting yeah. at it with your fucking rifle well they would still know. have to i mean even even now like they would still have to get over here somehow mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and there would be a beach fucking front you know yep. where oh the the fucking japanese hit our fucking shores right you know like they would have to get here somehow unless they you know, got parachuting here, unless they and, hit you know mexico or canada and came true and came up man, through yeah. i mean but it's still you know they're they're right. still you would know they're that's coming. probably the move yeah, yeah. That would be the yeah. move 
Canada would be the move. And then they're just carrying Mexicans on their back to get across the border. Like, ah. Yeah, I take that back. Maybe Mexico would be the move because it'd be a lot easier to get the Mexicans, like, to get a bunch of poor, disenfranchised, I have no money Mexicans Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, we'll give you a gun and some money. Come on. We're going to own that place. Like, come on. Here we go. Man, there's a ton of guns down there. In Canada, you're not getting them to to sign. I don't know, though, because then you run into the cartels. You got fucking problems down there. That's true, yeah. It's a, it's just a whole it's different a world now. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Maybe Canada's better. They just be a po- oh, Canada. sorry, yeah. Yeah. not a lot of yeah. guns. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of yeah. guns. You know, all, the, like, all oh. the moose. Um, so creation of jobs. Um, the uh, just like America, like a lot of factories open. They start, you know, they're producing uh, munitions and uh, weapons and vehicles to send back to England. Uh, making ships in the shipyards to fight in the war for England, uh, converting land to agriculture like, and see, crops. This just sounds like England. I, I'm not. I'm not getting the Australian input here. That's that's you know the the whole argument's just well, going million, away. Well, except they're a not million getting warm bodies, like and they're not getting time, bombed yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying that's the main thing. Yeah. So. Um, by 1941, 25% of all employment in Australia was just for manufacturing goods for the war, which I can't imagine what, I mean, I can't really, you don't know what the whole number was. Like, well, no, I'm just trying to think of what that would be like place. imagining 25% of everyone, you know, working for one particular thing. Right. That's kind of astounding. Like it probably I, helped like, create industry for him though. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It did. That's just like, you know, everyone I know works in a completely fucking different industry, but to suddenly yeah. have like, you know, one out of four people, we're just making shit for the war and shipping it off to England. Um, and it really set Australia up to advance. Um, because a lot of the stuff that I read was like, it was really, really backwoods, small town, I mean, if, if, I mean, a million people was a seventh of the population, yeah. there's not much, but because well, here, of the here industrialization. We had, yeah. Here because, we had a bunch of factories and stuff that right. just converted over there. Right. They probably we're, had we're to build shit. Fa- yeah. But still the war ends. Yeah. They're not having to rebuild their country. Like most of the world is. Yeah. They've got factories, they've got industry. So suddenly there's a chance for Australia to yeah, help them out. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, the, when the war really got bad, they started shipping everything to England, which led to rationing. Um, and they rationed everything. Like some of the first stuff to get rationed was uh, clothing and footwear. Um, it was, you, you could only own, like you could only buy so many new pairs of socks and shoes yeah. because soldiers are always short on socks and shoes. So all that was getting sent over. They did tea and sugar soon after that. Um, butter came next. Meat came after that. Um, and it said that it wasn't hardcore rationing like you would have seen in England like, and I don't know what this means, but it said that you could get one, you get 500 grams or a pound of butter every fortnight. It's two weeks. So every two weeks you get a pound of butter. Yeah. That's that's fair. a fair amount for, an, for each adult. Every night. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So that's true. It's a lot of butter. And some people when they gain Fortnite eat a pound of butter. Yeah, they're gaining night. a pound <laughs> every night. That's true. I'm gaining a pound right now. You're this right, Cadbury. Yeah. Yeah. Dairy's milk. So they were they were rationed, but it wasn't nearly as as bad as anything else. Um, gas was the number one problem. 
petrol rationing was was really big. Um, almost right away, they had to cut everyone's gas intake. Like what they considered everyone's maximum gas intake to be was cut in half. People had to like apply for like license to get yeah. fuel and then justify like, okay, I have to drive to work or I have to drive to school or whatever I need it is. This much gas. This is how much gas I need so that they yeah. could actually. But then even it. if you had to drive to work, they would say, and why can't you take the bus? Yeah. Like that was another factor. Yeah. Like you and have to. The bus like doesn't run in your you, area. You yeah. have to drive to work. Right. Like, you know, yeah. my job is I transport cows. Man, what yeah. a different it's, world. I have yeah, no legs. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the rationing in gasoline because of the global infrastructure was in place until 1950. So Ooh. several years yeah. after the war, gasoline was still rationed wow. in Australia because of, of how fucked everything was. And then again, this became they the beginning. Produce, they produce fuel in Australia or is it shipped there? I'm guessing I didn't see anything there. for that. There's never, well, I know, I know, I there's, know, they, I know they have oil and stuff in Australia. They do iron do and some kind of like now, a bunch though, of minerals I don't know. and shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I know there's oil over there. I know they, if drill. they have oil now, they probably had it then. Yeah, I just wonder if they drilled then, though. You know, like who knows? I watched a thing where like they're they've had a huge dip in their economy because of their main export was something like sounds like. It's not like Dolomite. It's not though. Vegemite? No. It, yeah, <laughs> yes. That's what I was at. <laughs> to England. No, some kind of raw material that like took a dive or something and it's impacted them greatly. Dolomite. Right now. It's not Dolomite. I can't think what it's called. Something that sounds like, it's like the powder, like Botox. So, something called that. I can't think of what the fuck it's called. Though. Borax. Dolomite. It's like Borax. Boron. Know. There's a fucking Australian guy screaming Barry right Manilow. now. Did you get a chance to watch Dolomite yet? No. I haven't watched it yet. So good. I haven't, yeah. I watched um, five Home Alones though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so again, this starts to show some of the stuff that Churchill does. So Churchill, basically the people in England, the people in Australia got 50% less gas coupons than people in England did. Mm. Like even just regular citizens, like it was way easier to get gas in England, even if you it wasn't for the war effort than it was in Australia, because he was taking all of the gas. He was taking all of the oil. He was taking all of the everything. I mean, this yeah. man was obsessed, with, which I think is good for England. For England, like it was yeah. very good. It was He's I mean, fucking his, over Australia, his tenacity yeah. and his fucking over everybody else was the only thing that kept England alive. But Australia was definitely feeling it, yeah. you know. And at this point, you know, once Pearl Harbor happens, and they're like, "Well, shit, we need our troops back." He was like, "Well, we kind of need them first. So, and yeah. we're not sending you any. What an and we're not we're not sending you any, you know, planes or guns because we need them more than you do. Yeah. Oh, so we were going to protect yeah, you. Yeah, we were. But <laughs> well, now no, no, and that was part of the problem, yeah. though, is from what I read. He never said we're going to protect you. He just said there's we a, have a peace. A treaty. Truce. Yeah, like, we a have treaty. a treaty. Yeah. We don't have to worry about it. But then once the treaty was broken, he was like, sorry, guys, you're on your own. And at the end of the day, if you and were the average troops, if you're the average Americans or the average Australian citizen, your life was a billion times better than the average British citizen. Yeah. You know, getting your ass bombed off and having no food and constant threats of, you know, the fucking blitzkrieg. And so, I mean, I understand it, but I'm sure the Australians were like, that's about enough of that. Like this. Well, yeah, they're like, wait a minute. Fuck, we helped you out and you're fucking dicking us over. We got mushroom tips on our forehead. (laughs) I found their top export. It's iron, coal. This is funny. Educational related travel services. (laughs) Like that's kind of crazy. It's like, what the fuck? They have so much travel. That like that's actually one of their primary exports. That's their top three of an export next to like iron and coal. Weird. Yeah, and then uh, number four, natural gas. Then number five 
is personal travel services. It's like, God damn, what the the, fuck tourism, is that, tourism is such a big fucking yeah. commodity for them. That's crazy. And then under the under personal travel services is then gold and aluminum ores. And I think that's what it was. Aluminium. Kind of, yeah, oxide, some weird thing um, that I'm trying to think of. I aluminum oxide. So you can find the name, but yeah. I thought that's funny that travel services that's is one of their main yeah. commodities. Titanimous. Yes, titanimous. Oh, it was titanimous. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's rare. So women, of course, uh, just like America, you know, eventually once they started to like, once the war was really ramping up and they were, the, the, the Japanese got involved and they broke the truce and so forth, the army immediately took, you know, cause I mean, every military, you know, you have all of your bases and it's like, yeah, I was in the war. What'd you do? I filed paperwork in Sydney. Yeah. Like I, you know, you weren't on the front line. No, somebody's got to file paperwork. Yeah. But at this point they were like, okay, file clerk, let's double down on how you use your gun. And a woman's going to be filing your paperwork. So every job that an able-bodied male was doing on a military base, they got shipped Swapped to the out. front yeah. and they got replaced by trained women. And they had their own version of women in the air force, women in the army, women in the Navy, and none of them uh, did combat, but they all started backfilling the jobs that any soldier was doing. They were like, Nope, you're going to go fight. A woman's going to do your job. Radio operator. Yeah, yeah. All of that stuff. And then this, you know, telegraphs, like everything. And then the same thing with factories that, you know, if, you know, people started volunteering, mm -hmm. they needed more factories workers more factories needed to be built and just like america they started getting the rosie the riveter kind of a thing and they have a and, bunch of propaganda posters that look just like the rosie yeah, the yeah. yeah. um plagiarist um so the um prime minister um did some and this was like a side note that i was like okay this here's a welcome to world war ii so he um does crazy censorship of media. You, you can't write about a whole lot of topics um, and you can only say good things about certain topics. Morale, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Why I understand. They, yeah. I everyone mean, goes nuts up like know, that though. I it's can weird. understand that. I mean, you need to, you don't want some dude in the, in a newspaper. Anti-war. Anti yeah. Like that's kinda, just yeah. going to fuck everything, you know? Um, and then the other thing is they started to take everybody who was born in Germany, Italy, or Japan and locking them up in internment camps. I didn't know other people did the internment camp. Oh, thing yeah. Right. Everybody yeah. does it. Everybody did it. Everybody yeah. did it. Yeah. Yep. So they had their own internment camps rocking. Um, well, it's, it's that's, not just Japanese, though. It's yeah, all based on fear. You know what I mean? Like, it's all based off yeah, of yeah, fear. For like, sure we were afraid the yep. Japanese well, they're were like going to Better turn. safe than sorry. Because you know? like, you're like, you could think like, hey, that's a person we could put a gun in their hand and send right. them off to help us. Right. Or they could be here defending us. But there's like, but there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. If they turn... Yeah, they yeah. turn on you because their origins are from, you know what like, I mean? They really yeah. love spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. They might or turn. If they're a spy or yeah. if they're whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know. <clears throat> um, I can imagine that they would be far more likely to lock up all the Japanese citizens because if you're already worried about a Japanese invasion, yeah, then you're worried about Japanese in your soil, yeah. you know, any day now. Right. And you've got all these Japanese citizens <laughs> yeah. who might be loyal to the flag. So you might as well lock it. I don't know. I mean, I, I can, I, I would imagine the fear, I would imagine it's their, all fear based. their yeah. level of fear against the Japanese would have rivaled my mother's <laughs> and they probably didn't. They probably <laughs> take away all their fucking flamethrowers and you put them in a fucking cage. They probably didn't have yeah. quite as much fear against the Germans and the Italians because come on, they're a fucking world away. Yeah. And the Japanese are like right there. Um, but but yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. So <laughs> um, 
yeah, they got involved in the battle of uh, Tobruk, uh, which was again, like a huge, a huge thing in them securing gasoline along with, with the UK. Um, but there were three divisions there, the sixth division, the seventh division and the ninth division. Um, and as soon as uh, the war started with Japan, um, the sixth and the seventh divisions immediately went back home to defend Australia. Is a division a standardized like quantity of troops? Like we always talk about that in all our warships. I've never really understood. Like, oh, is that ten thousand troops? I don't know. Is it like across from Australia to the, the United 20, States, 000? or maybe it's twenty thousand to fill the division? Because we did see. talk about that earlier. Where that way, because it's always well, the whole eighth division they lost the whole ninth division. You're like, well, I don't. Even, what the fuck does that mean? I was just didn't want to sound dumb. He was finding it. It could be a hundred. No, troops. that was the 20,000. Like 20, 20, 20, a division is a large military formation, usually between 10,000 and 20,000 oh, soldiers. Um, infantry divisions during world wars range between 8,000 and 30,000. Okay. And we already had those numbers of 20,000. So those divisions were probably 20,000 strong. Large. Yeah. So um, 60,000 of their troops were helping secure oil. 40,000 of them got sent back to Australia. 20,000 of them stayed there to help fight Rommel. Um, but they get back to to worry about Japan. So Singapore falls in February of 1942, um, and an entire division is killed or captured defending Singapore. Damn. So 20,000 Australians are either Roughly. killed or ca- And yeah. I doubt many of them were I captured because the Japanese weren't known for uh, taking very many prisoners no. of war. And how do you capture invisible people? That's true. I mean, I, That's I, I, true. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. We just, if anybody can, though, the Japanese. If anybody can, can do it, it's the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. they can. Yeah. Um, so also the same month. So And this has to be a big fuck you to Australia. So we just lost 20,000 men to the Japanese. They're in the war now. Um, they bomb the, the, the Australian city of Darwin, which kills 200 people. They bombed other, all that I read in every article was also some other northern cities. Fuck you. Who like, gives a fuck about them? That's <laughs> right. because they have crazy ass fucking names like Wagga Wagga yeah, and whatever. But like. none of them listed the casualties or, I mean, even that bombing by British standards was like, that was a bullshit bombing. You hit the town of Darwin and killed 200 people. Yeah, that's right. called Tuesday. Come on. Like, give me a fucking Come on. Um, but, and then they also um, had um, a midget submarine attack in Sydney Harbor. Tell me there's real midgets. In it. <laughs> Fingers crossed, buddy. Fingers yeah. crossed. It was, like, it was like midget wrestlers, but they're just in submarines. We talked about this before. Like Project angry. Skunk Works, the whole yeah. division in Bakersfield yeah. employed tons of midgets. And we have whole like areas of town where all the houses have low countertops and low fucking doorknobs and shit. Yeah. Because there was a whole community of little people working on those fucking planes. Right. In, in Bakersfield. Right. Or Skunk Works. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> so they could get into places that others couldn't. That's all it was. Oh, I take that back. They did the, the, they captured, um, they killed 5,000 in Singapore and they captured 15,000. The Japanese did. So that's almost the entire eighth division. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so So what they didn't, what they didn't kill, they captured the rest. Pretty much. Yeah. But at this point, you have to figure one of our entire divisions just got captured. The Japanese, you know, and a lot of times like the Germans would do trades. The Italians would do trades. They would let you send letters back home because then 
America would let their prisoners send letters back home. So just like this congenial, you treat your prisoners a certain way, we'll treat our prisoners the same way kind of a thing. And there were people would hear every so often a letter would come out from a prisoner um, to get to a family and they would hear about what was going on. But the Japanese did not let that happen. So no one in Australia knew the fate of anyone. They were afraid. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're, they're bombing us. They just took Singapore. They're just stomping a mud hole in the Pacific. Like they're going to take us at any minute. It's like right? it's the first time in history they've felt threatened. Right, right. Um, it was um, – so bad that they, there was a talk and this ended up being disproven sort of. So did you guys read anything about the Brisbane line? Where they have basically like a fallback. Like there's like, Hey, we will concede this far back if we need to, because they decided like where all the major natural resources and anything of value would be there. Like we can fall back to this, um, keep this shit. Yeah. We got to keep this shit. If the Japanese invade, they can have the Northern half. Yeah. Yeah. They can have all the ruse. Yeah. And then we'll be down here. here. And um, the guy that leaked that plan, it turns out later on, they were like, that was never really a plan. Like this guy overheard a plan that wasn't what he thought it was. Like that was never the case. Apparently there was literally a plan to do something like that at Brisbane, like not for the whole nation. Yeah. But it was like there were plans around that city to abandon north of the city and and draw a hard line at the city to keep the city. In north and south. But Korea. it wasn't yeah. like we're gonna lose half of the nation. I mean, why would that guy make it up? There must have been some allegation or some contingency plan in place for that. And it was just covered up or something. From what I read, it was because the plan was just I mean, at the city. And he uh, thought it was for the nation. And he thought it was for the nation. Oh, okay. Um, but then again, maybe not. Maybe How that crazy was would, the fucking plan. They have plan. to come up with yeah, that. You've got to come scenarios. up with those. How crazy would that be, though, that Japan owns or rules half of Australia? Right. You know we I mean? probably right. had those plans. You know I'm sure mean? we did. Like if Germany uh, landed, yeah. if Japan fall back landed. To like, that. Fall back to the Texas. Rockies. I don't, yeah, like, so. you know, I don't think so. Red Dawn, yeah. Yeah. Um, but even General MacArthur, who ran the military in the Pacific, um, talked about the Brisbane line in a yeah. speech once and everybody was, and that was another thing that fueled it. So maybe, I mean, and there was a thing called that, Yeah, but, but the, the Brisbane line blew, sounds like in the town Brisbane, right? Yeah. Like yeah that's yeah. where you're, yeah. That's but he, you're but it's sort of in the middle of the nation. Not so the you could line. look and say, if yeah. that was the, the yeah. level, then you would just lose the Northern half. But but either way, that talk didn't lead to good. This is why there was media censorship, right? Because that would have made everybody in Northern Australia shit their pants twice as hard. And you remember talking about that. half the nation. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. A false alarm. It's right. The guy misunderstood something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but amongst all of this, um, the U.S. is like, we got your back, Australia. Here's a million dudes. Right. Like, you got a million in, we'll give you a million too, just to defend your borders, right? Which, again, there's no altruism here. We need a major theater to operate out of in the Pacific, and it doesn't get yeah. better than Australia. Yeah, it's a nice Like, base. we've got shipyards. Yeah. There's, it's not just some Don't bullshit island in the yeah. middle we of got nowhere. Of creepy harp shit there now. Yeah, we still do. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The pine, we did a thing on that thing? whole pine yeah, the gap. Pine gap. Pine gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did that whole episode. Uh, that's that's where they intercepted all the information from Japan and right. Germany and all yeah. that. Like, and that was where it started. One of the yeah. biggest, yeah. Right. And it still big, is. Big strategic <laughs> move. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we have things like Pine Gap because of this, um, but we send a million troops over just to defend Australia because yeah. we, I mean, America is looking at the Pacific and they're like, if we lose Australia, we're fucked. 
Yeah. Like we can't lose yeah. Australia, you know, it's not like, even, it's like the Cuba thing. You right. know what I mean? If Russia gets into yeah. Cuba, yeah. they're right fucking on our doorstep. Well, Japan's going to stretch like its, its fucking legs. Same. Like yeah. imagine what they could do with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All exactly. those new resources. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A, it's going to fuck England because mm -hmm. they're not going to have the stuff they're getting from Australia. Yeah. It's not even like, cause we, we didn't even have a huge presence there yet. So it's not like we'll lose our bases, but it was just like the Pacific's gone if we lose These, Australia. Right now, currently they're pretty chummy with China. They're like 50% of their export goes to China right I'm now. Not so is ours, so does ours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, sort of. Um, so the, uh, I'm sorry, it was a quarter of a million troops, quarter of a million troops were stationed in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Um, and the, they got paid way more than any Australian troops or most Australian yeah. civilians. So when the Yanks would come to town, there would be like, they'd be drinking the best black market yeah. booze and smoking the best black yeah. market. Little economy and, boom for them. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but it did go South at some point. A lot of the times it led to tension and fighting um, in February of 1943, um, 3,500 American and Australian soldiers had to fight the city basically because they were tired of the Americans stealing all the women and taking all the, yeah. like getting like, we want black market booze too. Yeah. And we can't buy any cause the Americans are buying all of it. Like we can't have any liquor. They're taking all the women. We yeah. can't get any cigarettes. Like they were just sick of it. So they ended up fighting against everybody. And there was like a huge brawl and a bunch of fires. Um, they had to, to send in troops to, to settle everybody down. But, um, but for the most part they were, they were welcomed. Um, a huge battle that they got into was a thing called the Kokoda track and Kokoda track was the, the Northern coast of Papua was, there was like a, I don't understand the, the tactics of it all, but there was a trail that went through horrible jungle terrain. And on one side of it was the Japanese. And on the other side of it was like the way we invade Australia. Right. And you had to go through Papua in order to get to this harbor. Like New and Guinea or something. There used to yeah, be yeah. a landmass there way back when that's right. like when we came out of Africa. Right. Uh, that's how people got there. Like actually watching documentaries saw that there was like tribes in Africa that still share like 4% DNA with like fucking cavemen. Like it's like legit. Right. They are a, a large percentage of like hmm. a different species of hominid. Like they're not totally, you know, uh, homo sapien. It's like some other fucking crazy caveman thing because hmm. they were isolated by that right. land bridge when it went away. Right. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's a fucking trip. But so they came through there. I watched some of the stuff on it and they were carrying fucking like trailers everything like trailers with guns everything uh, with winches up vehicles wouldn't shit, go dude. up yeah. and pack it was like vikings when they up. brought them up the cliffs or whatever uh, they had to take the boats it was like that yeah. shit where they fucking were through a they had to jungle roll the dude. boats like yeah. jeep tires on a fucking trailer yeah. with a cannon mounted on it yeah. pulling it through trees i was like fuck yeah so yeah the, so the japanese were on one side and they were trying to cross through this impossible trail yeah um in order to get to Port Moresby, which would there give were no them palm trees there. Seems like you would have got to a high point. Trees. Get to a high <laughs> point palm and trees? let those oh, motherfuckers man. like them try to come through all that jungle to you. Yeah. And just keep raining down on them, but they didn't. They went after them and met them in it's the fucking palm middle tree. jungle. Like I, I don't get the jungle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a tropical it was, jungle. Uh, it's just that no palm trees though. Yeah. No. I'll look yeah. at that. No palm trees. Um, so the Japanese, they would have been jumping from palm tree to palm tree. They It'd were easy for them, <laughs> but that's the, what they were doing. So the Australians and the Americans teamed up, um, and had to fight them back. 
And it was nothing but dysentery and jungle diseases and foot rot and uh. like all the shit that you ever see that happened in Vietnam or in the war in the Pacific. Like this is the first time people really got exposed to it. Right. And uh, it said that jungle this, fever. A, it, it was that's where jungle fever came yeah. from. Um, everybody like the battle was so difficult and uh General MacArthur watched what happened and was basically saying, okay, now we know how to train our soldiers, right? Like now we know what this war in the Pacific is going to be. These are the tactics we're going to have to use. This is how fucking ruthless they are. This is the type of stuff that we'll be ready for Vietnam. Like, well, yeah, well, we'll be ready for the rest of the Pacific. Like this, this was what got them ready to go do, which they were still walking in a straight line, like civil war and shit. Yeah. Yeah, They hadn't learned. I mean, the Pacific war was just the the worst ever. There's 50 species of palm tree in Australia. Over 50, allegedly. Um, so they ended up um, being allies and they ended up uh, helping to, to win that. Um, the, at one point there was, I think in one particular battle as part of it, 600 Australian troops died and 1600 were wounded. 4,000 soldiers suffered from tropical diseases. Um, they have no idea what the Japanese fatalities were, but they say that they were radically higher um, as they got pushed. They back. just killed themselves because yeah, they, they, got, they yeah. killed themselves and refused. And to, to Some stand, of them yeah. did surrender, though. I watched a yeah, thing. Some and it was did, like yeah. super dishonor, but they would surrender and they took them to like internment camps for the right, time being. Right. And took um, care of them. That's the weirdest thing. It's like, I'll kill you, motherfucker. They give up. They're like, oh, here's some water, bro. Lay down on this thing. Like, your leg's all fucked up. Let me get you a bandage. Yeah, like, it flips you. the switch. Yeah. So there's like these weird right. war rules. Right. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's like prisoners of war. But you like, trust him. Like, hey, if you get better, well, you're not going to try to get it back up that's and kill the, me, though, right? I'm going right, to give you some right. that's, yeah. that's the one thing, like, the prisoner of war thing is, like, if you, you got to treat the other countries prisoners of war good hoping that they'll it's do a the weird same honor system to yours, thing, yeah. you know like but think about like okay we all surrender we put our guns down and you're like okay we got a hundred of these motherfuckers we're giving soup and bandage them up and they're gonna get healthy again are they gonna be like yeah Fuck this shit well, we're you, cool you, now i mean they're still prisoners, right. you know like right I'm like stop it you're a prisoner yeah oh, yes i oh, forgot i forgot the rules i forgot so this eventually the australians start to go on the offensive um a lot of their land battles are in new guinea and they end up defeating the Japanese at a battle called Wow, um, W A U. And they end up clearing the Japanese soldiers from the entire peninsula that they were worried about. And um, that that whole thing took until April of 1944, which is kind of like towards the end of yeah. the war. Um, but they also started to do small campaigns all over the place against different Japanese groups from island to island. Like they fought the same shitty South Pacific island hopping awful war that the Americans did. And apparently they did a really good job at it. Like they, they, their morale was high. And tough, it, I mean, tough motherfuckers. They come from, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, dirt. A, they're tough motherfuckers and B it's like the, I think <sighs> It seems like when I look at war history, Americans could get behind the war in Germany psychologically better than they could the war in the Pacific because mm-hmm. the war in Pacific was so fucking hard on people and it seemed more foreign and it seemed less yeah. immediate. I don't know for some reason, but if you were in the Australian army, we're defeating the Japanese yeah. who've bombed us, who killed, you know, killed and or captured 20,000 of us. Yeah. Oh, um, they're going to conquer our nation. We have to drive them. So I think they had much more reason right. to fight this fight than yeah. the Americans did. So I think they were probably all in and much more ferocious about it, you know? Um, 
And like then there talk, was like Brad saying, "You got to kill those motherfuckers. They're on your doorstep." Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, you have no choice at that point. And then there was a weird thing with a ship called the HMS Sydney that people try to attribute some conspiracy theory weirdness. That goes back to, to the it. war crime, like, like the courtesy thing of like hiding with a different flag, but then you can't shoot till you show yeah. your flag. Yeah. Like it seems it's all like weird. all's it's fair so, in fucking love and war. Like it should be like. If you use sneaky tactics, fuck it. I pretended to be a Dutch ship right, and fucking right. blew your ass up. So the the HMAS Sydney was a, a light air carrier. I forget. What it wasn't it was. even a. Um, oh, that's their boat. That's right. That's yeah. their boat. Yeah. And they ended up um, seeing a ship. This is in 1941. They see a ship um, about 120 miles away from. Dirk Hartog Island, you know, over there at Fuzzy Wuzzy, yeah, yeah. off the coast of Fuzzy Wuzzy, <laughs> that, that, that popular spot. So, um, it, they're a light cruiser. They're patrolling. They're patrolling. They're patrolling Australian waters. That was correct. You didn't put Australia. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, you ever had a Australian sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Some hot peppers. Australia king of of Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at about 4 p.m. on in November 19th, they see a ship on the horizon, and it's a Dutch merchant vessel called the Strat Malacca. Um, my favorite dance. It is. Yeah. I was going to say that. You can do dance. the Strat Malacca. Yeah. Like you're you're getting play. Right. Like you're it's getting a, play sure. that night. It's, a, it's an African strut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the Strat yeah. Malacca. Yeah. Um, so they phone that they phone them, they radio them, whatever. And they say, Hey, who are you? They're like, we're the Dutch merchant vessel. Um, Stratmalaka. Stratmalaka. And it was actually Stratmalaka a, Stratmalaka a, Stratmalaka a German ship called the Cormoran. Um, that had been, it was a captured merchant. Yes. We are the Dutch ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are not Germans. No. <laughs> bring Dave back into that. We are the Dutch merchant ship. We are not evil. No. It's Goldfinger, right? I mean, that's what you're doing. I have no idea. Yeah, it's Goldfinger. I don't know Goldfinger. Well, put that one in the skin Mike box. Myers. Yeah. You mean gold member? Oh, gold, gold member. member. Yeah, I don't know gold Goldfinger's Jim Bob. Oh, you, you know Goldfinger. You know, gold I know Goldfinger. Right. I don't know Goldfinger. You know Goldfinger. That's member. how your crotch got orange originally. Yeah, it was an indirect time. path. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, cla- it's classified. Yeah. Smoking a pancake. Yeah. Smoking a blitz. <laughs> you have um, a golden anus and it just yeah. off, it puts off an orange glow in your crotch. Not quite, but oh. it's, you're, you're close. close. It's classified. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's um, an orange member. The, so it was a Dutch ship, but it had been modified for war. They put cannons on it. They armored it up. They did all this shit so it could do surprise attacks. Um, they're they, like, surprise. <laughs> so they signal the ship and the ship's like, what? We can't hear you. We should get closer. What? I'm sorry. What'd you say? I can't really see your, your flags. We got to get a little bit closer. And they just kind of dumbass their way to proximity because the Germans are like this light cruiser has us in unless we can get close yeah they'll just destroy us we don't have the range on the guns that they do so unless we get right up on their ass they'll destroy us before we can even get a shot off so they end up getting within their own gun range and then they uh supposedly they raise the german flag and then fire but that's (gasps) where that's where the controversy comes in did they raise the german flag did they not raise the german flag but was there a a major submarine yeah that's what i'm saying that's a strange thing doesn't matter rules of engagement type thing like are you 
tricked us. Right. You didn't show your flag. Yeah. We weren't ready no, for it's war. A it's a we thing. weren't ready like, for war. It's still okay once you show the flag, even though the first part yeah. was trickery. Did right. they show their flag? Right. So they fire at each other for 30 minutes. Mary time the, long. The, the last shots are fired at about 6 p.m. Um, the German ship is dead in the water, but not sinking. It's, it's fucked up and can't move, but it's just like solid. And the Sydney was still moving, but under no control. The engines were still on, but no one could steer it. And it was on fire. And eventually the fires got so bad and munition caches exploded and the Sydney split in half and just sunk like a fucking stone. Like 600 people. Uh, Yeah. 600 people died. Allegedly no one had time to get to the life raft because the explosion was so sudden and the break in half was so sudden. Um, But then some, and then um, other ships came in and surrounded the German ship and captured everybody. So all the accounts that they have are from the German survivors who are, of course, saying, yes, we raised our flag. Of course we did. Yes, we did yeah. all this stuff, you know. Um, and they became prisoner of war camps, et cetera. But um, so. Because oh, they abandoned ship, too. They ended up abandoning well, ship. They had to. Yeah. yeah, they had to. Yeah. So the um so in February of the following year they had what they called Carly floats which were their life rafts and they weren't like you know you think of a life raft now and you think of a big you know rubber inflatable thing these were like full on like Titanic style boats and um a year later one of them washed up on Christmas Island hmm. um sounds like a nice place yeah to wash where up. a talking polar bear discovered it with a singing <laughs> gave, candy gave cane. you a Coca Cola <laughs> um, and the singing candy cane yeah. discovered um, a dead body the in the candy canes in, yeah exactly they discovered a dead body um in in the boat it was like hey yo that's a dead body yeah that which point the, yeah and the talking snowman said willikers um and they. Yeah, the birds had eaten it. The blue uniform was bleached entirely white because it had been floating around for the over sun, a year, yeah. which is entirely possible. Oof, that full looked um, like a Slim Jim. There, I even read, there was a, I mean, this has nothing to do with this and it wasn't World War II. There was a story of a family who was on a ship. They were on like a, a they were a fairly wealthy family. They had like a big boat they were sailing around the world and the fucking ship sank. Spoiler and these, alert. These people ended up getting on their life raft and I might have the amount of time wrong, but they were on this life raft for something like six to nine months. Is this the saltwater em- uh, enema? Yeah, the saltwater en- enema, enemas. Where the, like, it might have even nurse. been longer than yeah. nine year, nine months. It might have been closer to a year. And they were just surviving on whatever fucking fish they were able to catch with their hands and spear fish and dive off and get it. There was no water. And the mother was a nurse. And she, every time they would, they caught a a giant turtle and they used the turtle's bladder as a saltwater enema. And they would fill it up with water, stick it in your ass and let the water out because then your body would absorb the water and then you would just shit out the salt. And that was the only way they stayed alive. And like, there's even like a special, like son. Look, son, you got to do this. Yes, exactly. Okay? And they interviewed like one of the sons. That's, and how, the I drink, mother. that's how I drink Fanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. classified. I was in a yeah, absorb, similar situation. It doesn't right? absorb the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. You just get the flavor. Yeah, it's like low-carb yeah. Fanta that way. Yeah. But yeah, they interviewed, um, and it was like, it was, 
it was like the family. It was like, I want to say it was two kids and the mother and the father and some poor fucking bastard that they said, yeah, we'll give you a ride to the next island. Uh. And like that poor bastard and one of the kids and like the mother and the father were all in this documentary. And like one of the kids, when he, when they would talk about it, they were just like not there. Mm. Oh, and like fuck the yeah. other kids like refused that's, that's, to ever talk about it. That would be it. a like, horrible, fuck. I mean, barely surviving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like endlessly. Hand jobs just to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. From your mother or your sister. Like that's yeah. all you got, you yeah. know, or the new guy. Yeah. You know, hey, new guy. Hey, new guy. Job. Come here. <laughs> Do you me, want to learn how to survive? Give me a salty, salty <laughs> hand job. Yeah. Do you want to learn how to survive? <laughs> His hands are just crusty. <laughs> Look like fucking, he's got scabies. Uh, he's got sea scabies. Fuck. Is that a thing? And it's like, and they're not like the record holder. Like people get lost at sea for that fucking long. Like His, you get in a bad uh, current and you happen to never get by a boat. You never happen upon a swirl around in a fucking circle. Fuck. His hand looked like Dutch crust bread when he's giving you a fucking <laughs> hand job. God damn it. I can't make it a day at the beach without hiding under a fucking blanket and getting sunburned. I'd yeah. be fucking wrecked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Toast. Their yeah. lips would just be fucking salty fucking. Uh, so yeah, that matter. was what I thought Brent of. It would look this. like one of the pirates on fucking Pirates of the Caribbean the dead one. <laughs> I look like, I look like Spongebob out of water, like man. Davy Jones. So this, prep this Preparation H mouth, like, dude. This... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, your lips need your lips need Vaseline bad. So this boat ends up on Christmas Island, um, and there's no dog tags. Um, they couldn't identify the body, but um, they ended up assuming that it might have been because no ships are missing their life raft. Yeah, they're like this is the only place that could have come from, right. which kind of retells the story because the story is the ship sank so quickly. No one had time to get to a life raft. One guy did. That's apparently. what the Germans said as well. They never saw any life rafts come out, but if this guy was on a life raft and this is the ship that it was from, then what the fuck happened? What, yeah. you know, that kind of retells the story. Um, and then at one point they discovered a kit bag from the ship that had washed up on shore. Apparently it washed up during the war and someone had it for years and it didn't contained, know what it was. Didn't, yeah. Supposedly it contained wartime memorabilia, a, a letter um, that was written like while it was happening. And they said, and it talked about the fact that a Japanese submarine was sighted near the German ship. The German ship never raised their flag. Like they were writing all this stuff as the battle was occurring. But um, they discovered that the, they took it back to the wartime museum and they did a test on the surface of the box because it had been sun bleached and they discovered it wasn't sun bleached. It was chemically bleached and it was chemically bleached with a chemical that didn't come out until 1966. Oh, so fake. the whole thing was a fucking fake. hoax. So part of the conspiracy of what might have happened news. to the ship yeah. was a hoax. Um, but that was it. And then I tried to find and and Brent was confused by this in my notes, but I was trying to find like a war hero, like someone that the nation kind of rallied behind because we have like Patton and MacArthur right. and different people, you know, Nimitz, you know, that entire thing. You mean Chester W? Yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. Nice. Good call. <laughs> yeah. um, but we have. You know how we, I know that? That's uh, where Brian Ross used to live. I used to, have to pick him up when he was my pool helper. He lived on Chester W. Nimitz off of yeah, fucking well, Panorama. Yeah. Did he drink okay. all your whiskey when he was there too? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't. No. <laughs> I'm glad shit. that never goes away. It won't that's, ever. That's the through the fucking line. wound. Yeah. Um, fucking knife in my back. But their equivalent of that if he, was if a he guy. If he buys you another bottle of that and ships it to us, will you? It doesn't fix anything. Him? 
We could so drink the other one, but, but then you'd have a new one. Yeah, he'll replace what he did. Yeah, and probably come here and drink it too. No, we might. No, what if he doesn't? Let's just benefit the doubt. He replaces that bottle. Or are you are you square? No, it's the same bottle from Oregon. No, okay, done. Not can't, sorry, I, I, can't kill, be fixed. I kill your mom and then get you a new mom. You okay? Are we if square? it's the same mom, no. It's, your it's mom, not the you same get your bottle. Mom back. That other bottle's right there. So I'm not asking if it's square. I'm asking if it does anything to mend the fence. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I mean, fucking Sorry, the Brian. wound is the wound. But for the record, Brian, it would make me feel a lot better. No. I'd so drink feel, it. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say so no. So their, their war hero was Field Marshal Sir Thomas Blamey. Um, Blame me. That's where they get that from. Blame he, me. He was born in Wagga Wagga. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, next to Fozzie Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he was a big time war hero during World War One. They appointed him to field marshal. And this is weird to me. He's the only person who has ever held the highest rank in the Australian military, which is the rank of field marshal. So they just leave it vacant? Like Basically, like, yeah. There's an empty space. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. None of you deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. You might get yeah, exactly. field marshal. It's yeah. open. It's yeah, an it's open, open position. Spot's open. It's a solid Spot's policy, open. though. Yeah. If no one's deserving. Like, yeah. there's no president this year. We're just going to have a cabinet. Well, I'd, I don't know if it's because nobody's deserving or if it's because right now that position isn't needed. We're not in a war, Maybe. so we don't need a field marshal. You would think somebody would be a field marshal. You'd preparing. think you'd want somebody already trained. Yeah. Like you'd want a guy that already knew how to field marshal being, yeah. but I guess it's probably just out of respect. Like this guy was such a badass and he did so much to, to help Australia in the war mm. that I think out of respect, they just don't give anyone that position. But um, apparently he was very controversial. He said shit that pissed people off, kind of like Patton did. Um, he had really weird tactics that often like lost people, but always won the battle. And his main thing was always Australia. But um, so that was a name that I'd never heard. But that was the apparently he was in charge. He was in charge of the Sixth Army. Um, but that was that was like fourth the division person that I the you can muster up. Yeah. Well, the army would be comprised of multiple divisions. I don't yeah. know the hierarchy. I'm confused. Yeah. I think an ar- a, a divisions comprise an army. Because there's multiple armies within. What was the last thing? So he was the sixth army, though. He was in charge of the sixth army. Oh, so I see what you're saying. There are divisions amongst the army, and he had six armies. He had the sixth army, right? Which contained multiple divisions. Multiple divisions, which had units. And my get yes, which had squads, which had platoons. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I believe so. Hmm. Some military man is like. No, no. I hear old CJ Laser go fucking buck ass wild at the counter sometimes. And I'm like, man, numbers and words up there. They'd be like, oh, I was in the fourth unit, fifth J059 on the fucking out of Kentucky. (laughs) Of course, I did most of my detail over there. Right. Fucking Omaha. You're like, what in the fuck is happening out there? Oh, yeah. Radio technician never saw any fucking gameplay. I was over in Afghanistan during the fucking Desert Storm. They're just going off, man. They fucking love to talk about that right, shit. Right, right. He goes crazy. So I'm, you know, our, our alignment right there might not be accurate, but it's something in that neighborhood. Yeah. Know, but something in the, who gives a fuck? In the, so anyway, that's, that's in Australia the in the war. I thought it was interesting because I think everything about World War II is interesting. Um, man, that was like an, a little over an hour of fake news. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Facebook isn't going to let us publish this. Probably no. not. Yeah. All right. Speaking of that, Pascagoula alien abduction. Pascagoula, where they got butt sexed. This is a case of date rape, really. Like Dave really way back. He doesn't want any sip or gurgle really? to get in that microphone. Well, because I realized my throat was like at the microphone level and I was about to do a gulp. gulp. Really? I don't yeah, think really. you could gulp loud enough to make it come in that microphone. I don't think you could do it. I don't have any left. Oh, dang it. Whiskey. 
cooties. Yeah. Oh, he looked at you like gross. I'm not drinking after yeah, you. Because I'm white. Fucking yeah, whitey. All right. Anyways, Look. social media winner um, for episode 433, Pascagoula. So you have to say that. There's an accent inferred. It's spelled that way. There's Pas- a tilde. There's a tilde. There's a redneck tilde on top <laughs> of it. It just covers the whole thing. Um, you're going to win a uh, Sam um, Dark Panda 909 on uh, Twitter. Is going to win a sticker pack from Print Dirt Cheap um, for sharing a whole bunch of our clips. So thank you for doing that, Sam. Um, not to confuse with Sam Colbert, the one and only, who's in the he's in the live uh, live feed right now. He's over here watching. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. How's your wife? <laughs> What's inferred there, Brad? What's going on? Nothing. Just friends. I think that laugh yeah. was the only thing that was inferring. That was anything. weird. I now I'm guilty. A, Damn it. Exactly. That was weird. I think it was just a, a pleasant thing to say, and then you yeah. put this sinister we, laugh what, on it. We were all saying hot Molly before. Before that, no. Is that something else? You guys are talking about drugs. I don't I'm know sure what's what happening. I'm digging this hole deeper. I'm doing it. Hi Sam. Bye Sam. Now, all if right, you said so. it this way, Sam. How's your wife? <laughs> um, Sam, how's your wife? Tell Molly I said hi. Um, anyways, Jesus Christ. Um, we are a part of the Podbelly Network. Go to podbelly.com and check out some cool podcasts. If you want to learn how to make people listen to shit that you want to say that they may not want to hear and pretend that it's interesting and possibly even monetize it at some point, go check out podbelly.com for free educational content um, and lots of other cool podcasts like Breakers, speaking to Sam the Man. Mm-hmm. Um, go check them out. Uh, that's lots of entertainment. That's that's a whole bunch of binging. You'll have weeks of shit a whole to bunch to. of binging. Yeah, and check out Madman's Notes um, over there at Podbelly.com as well. Um, thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. You can get it at the grocery store. You can find it at small restaurants um, in small towns. And if you do find it at a small town restaurant, take a picture of it, put it on in social media, wild. and tag us and tag them as well, so that they know that we're doing our job, spreading God's word and doing God's work. Um, oh, you could take since 1968 King of flavor. That would do it. Um, also nice. thank you to print dirt cheap. You can go to printdirtcheap.com to, uh, get some printed goods, stickers and whatnots. And you can observe savings by using code sofa King podcast. Also thank you to Jimmy D's tees. Um, check out his website, check him out across social media. He makes t-shirts, he sells t-shirts. He can make your t-shirts and he loves vascular phallic items you can even do sculptures mm-hmm. he's kind of into that too even large clits yeah like, yeah if you got like a vienna sausage boner yeah. <laughs> you got one of those <laughs> it's like an alien boner <laughs> yeah if you got a vienna sausage clit send it i yeah. doubt it's vascular though that'd be next level nah, it's, i think you can like look like mac and me's head yeah I if mean. you can guelph on command that too. Yeah, if you can he bubble, wants videos yeah. of guelfing or cum bubbles. Brent yeah. wants videos of cum bubbles. Uh, yeah, he's Sin- interested. If you have a guelf latte, if you can, if you can steam the milk on a latte. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety-eight point six degrees. Yeah. <laughs> the hot guelf latte. Dad, what was that? <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyways, check him out. Also, check out the merch that he makes for us at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. It's getting cold. We got sweaters. We got we have pullover sweaters. We have hoodies. Um, we have beanies. We have hats. Sports bras, yeah. panties. Don't have those yet, but we probably yeah. could. Crotchless panties. Crotchless panties. Yeah. You have to cut. Ass, it's cut ass your own ass crotch, though. Assless yeah, yeah, yeah. chaps. Yeah, we don't know chaps. how big your Vienna sausage is. You got to cut your own slit. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. At our website, forward slash shop, and uh, what did I forget? Is that it? I don't know. That's all. What did you forget? I don't know because I forgot. I can't remember what I forgot. You didn't forget. My daughter asked me, uh, she messaged me at 1 a.m. and asked if I was in the kitchen slamming cupboards, Um, to which I said no. 
because I woke up and saw it at like eight and then I walked out and saw the bread and the peanut butter out and I was like, maybe. <laughs> apparently. Why am I slamming yes. cupboards? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No one locked the cabinet. And, yeah. but I don't know. I, apparently I was, we have this hutch in the kitchen and I was opening and closing those fucking cupboards like fucking stepbrothers or something, putting pillows in the oven. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I did have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and two coffee cups full of milk. Um, because it started to fade into me like a kill a hooker dream, you know, like after you kill a hooker and you start to remember it later. Yes. I know you guys have been through that. So it's Amazing. a lot like that, but just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and guilt. Mm-hmm. So, As you don't forget though, yeah. you forget. But apparently slamming cupboards yeah. in my underwear. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were victory slams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, bitch. Peanut butter. Glass <laughs> of milk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's because I constructed a whole were sandwich. Were you high I didn't make peanut butter yeah. tacos like last time. I was like folding a piece of bread. <laughs> I told you about peanut that one, no? I, I fucking, I was like, I don't know what you I did. You can't find bread. He just got Somehow tortillas. I was trying yeah, to be that's like, cons- what I was waiting for. Yeah. No, I was pr- trying to be conservative. I think I had like my wits sort of about me where I was like, okay, don't eat a lot. Let's fucking one piece of bread. Just going to make like a half a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I put peanut butter on toast and put jelly on it and then folded it over and ate it like a taco. But then I was just like, that's yeah. fucking good. And I made a whole nother one. So, but it was like a fat. Yeah, a whole sandwich. I did. I had a whole sandwich. And more peanut butter and I jelly. I just called bread What's your go-to jelly on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? In the middle of the night, grape, apparently. Mm, uh, That's what was on the counter. Uh, uh, he only wants exquisite strawberry marmalades. No. I used to be a strawberry fan. I eat strawberry all my life. Like with the fruit in it or just the smooth? Jam. I like jams. Yeah. I like jams. Um, but now I'm into uh, boysenberry mm. and red raspberry. That's Not fancy. the preserves, the red raspberry. I didn't know those were on the table, Jam. nor have I had them yeah. in the travertine the tile table. house over there. They're all on the table. Very good. Yeah. Um, I know you don't like a uh, orange marmalade, but I grew up with that. I, don't I like love that shit. Marmalade, I don't like it. There, uh, my son's babysitter. She made us orange, like raspberry, fucking something. It was like a three fruit mm-hmm. um, concoction of jam. Three fruits, yeah. one jam. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking good. It, it was good. It's usually the best to do that because then usually one fruit is bitter, but you need bitter fruit because that releases the pectin to make it firm yeah. without having to add yeah. as much sugar so when you get multiple fruits you get one that's really sweet you get one that's kind of bitter and the flavor yeah it was like a strawberry raspberry best. orange or some yeah. shit like that like or blackberry the peel in it nah, no that was like a jam like yeah, it's it fucking good juice. though it was good i should make some jam. it was good i need some el capitan salsa too yeah, I too how do you know that shit. that dude he doesn't work at that uh no, fuck, we need to find him yeah because yeah, i mean i need some i need some of that shit that's just delicious I'm in need of it. I had some. If I you're mean, listening, reach out to us because we need to buy some of your salsa. Yeah. I'll He's go to whatever back. Well, we can get him on. It He's on Instagram. Yeah. I need some. I, I was telling somebody about it and I was like, fuck, I got to get some. Damn good. <clears throat> anyway, uh, school member of the month, John Schultz. Uh, John's hitting us with some hard facts. Um, He's, he let me know and I didn't know this. I don't no, know. He's, you guys his, know this, he's a weird spelling, John. Very. Right? Yeah, um, J A H N. J A H N. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Jahan. Yeah. Actually, he's it's, it's Jahad Schultz. Mm-hmm. Jahad Schultz. Yeah. Jahan Schultz. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anti antibacterial soap is uh, no more uh, effective at preventing infection than regular soap. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's like all these special soaps. Just this soap is what, is what soap. questions you ask him that he started to flip off about this. Um, what's your favorite ice cream? Which is that's what that's such an right, asshole, right? Yeah, Jesus. I did ask him what He's his like, favorite ice cream. Because I was like, my favorite is mint chip, you know, second yeah. to cookies and or first to cookies and cream. 
And then, uh, yeah, he's like, what did you know? Antibacterial soap. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. Um, and uh, triclosan, uh, the active ingredient, uh, can interfere with your sex hormones. So basically saying if you wash too much, it can, it can affect your sex hormones. Uh, the human body is home to more than 1,000 species of bacteria. There are more germs on your body than people in the United States. He's a real germaphobe. He's constantly talking about yeah, this. Last is, week, this week. A study of more than 11,000 children determined that an overly hygienic environment increased the risks, risk of eczema and asthma. So cleaning yourself too. See, you like to be clean, but you not clean too yourself clean. too much, right. and it's overkill. Right. You get asthma and eczema, and it fucks with your sex hormones. Right. I like those, those children didn't even want to have sex exactly after they were washed up. Right. <laughs> I like eczema breakfast. Eczema breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. God. I like damn. eczema sandwich. <laughs> End this nightmare, please. On Reddit, go to our forward slash Sofa King Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofa King Podcast. I'm at Raised with Wolves on Instagram. We have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also visit um, Techo underscore hot sauce, Jimmy D's Tees, Podbelly. Uh, Sofa King podcast, our unofficial, and anybody connected with the group, there's other podcasts and things like that. Go check them out. And if you're a patron and you're watching live, we're going to be right back with a bonus yep. episode. Um, yeah. Speaking of patron, go to patreon.com black slash Sofa King podcast. Um, you are getting bonus episodes at the lowest level, $1 and other levels get other things. Balls. Yep. That's it. Balls. That's right. Blue balls. You get blue balls. Um, go to Spotify. Like Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. I don't know what that is. Go to Spotify. Um, Spotify. Gene Roddenberry's uncle. Go Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, search for the playlist, Sofa King Podcast 2019, soon to be 2020. Um, and go check out the end songs if you enjoy them. Follow the playlist. That's pretty much it. Don't be a retard. Jeez, let me down. Doing cocaine, using codeine, heavy now. I was wearing niggas, academic, heavy downs. Now they form habits now. Kids I used to see in strollers started carrying weapons now. Waking up the shot, fire, little niggas gang banging over breakfast now. Scared they finna blow the brains out. Cops checking bags like a JFK. Why you messing with us? Squares moved in, whole block left. Rich niggas playing Tetris with us. Diamonds on my neck, stuck to me, they was pressuring us. Whole started running extras with them niggas. Most of them turned special witness niggas. Always thought of running. And it was hell there Mama was too proud to ask for welfare Either you was Lance Sebastian Telfair Or you brought the pack and moved to elsewhere We all dreamt of being Prince of Bel-Air Teachers give the name cause who the hell cares How you let a little nigga sell here Wanna hold a pistol nigga hell yeah NYPD playing catcher LAPD playing catcher Shorty changed my shit to cashier Why the fuck you playing cashier Put a dollar on my vision board Niggas took the money up the center I can't even manifest it